Hey everyone, and welcome to The Year Was, the podcast all about today that gives you just enough information to effectively be that guy at the party, causing all your friends to question, hey, who invited you? Like, seriously, why are you here? I'm your host, Michael Montalvo, and for the next few minutes, we will swim through the river of time to try and find out what makes today truly unique. In this episode, we examine the events that occurred September 7th. We like to talk a bit about a lot of topics here at The Year Was. We have covered geography, probably, science, space, artists, people, war, holidays, and religion. We have spoken about the Templars, the Jesus, and we have talked about disasters, destruction, death, and massacres. Today, dear listener, will be no different. Back in the days before cars, people used to travel in a variety of ways, but probably most notably by horse, of course. This, of course, included the horse-drawn wagon. How they taught horses to draw wagons, I'll never know, but I'd be curious to see some of their artwork. Badoo-pish. Now, when the vast majority of Americans think of horse-drawn wagons, I'm willing to bet a shilling that the first image that comes to mind is that of the Wild Wild West, Jim West, Desperado. The Old West, the Oregon Trail, the path bold settlers took to the West Coast in search of their fortunes and a new life. And as Matt Damon has taught us, fortune favors the bold. So where am I going with this? To figure that out, let's first look at the Utah War. The Utah War was a scuffle between two groups of people, the Mormons and the United States Army. According to history2go.utah.gov, the confrontation came about after a series of misunderstandings that came from the decision to give the Utah Territory a new governor. At the time, Mormon leader Brigham Young was the governor of the territory, but then-President James Buchanan moved to replace Young with a non-Mormon leader. Buchanan and his cabinet felt that the Mormons of the area would resist the change and without warning or investigation canceled the mail service contract for the Utah Territory and sent Alfred Cumming to replace Young as governor, accompanied by 1,000 500 military men. Interesting side note here that has nothing to do with the story. Alfred Cumming looked a bit like Millard Fillmore. Anyway, as you might expect, when a literal army is marching, the man that is to take over your job into the territory you're in, you might be a little apprehensive about the whole thing, and some might think that the presence of the army was a sign of religious persecution which would require self-defense of the area, its people, and its beliefs. Some might think. Brigham Young took this opportunity to declare martial law and deployed his own local militia, the Nauvoo Legion. So now that the local militia was involved and was preparing for what they assumed would be a military invasion, let's add into the mix a wagon train of immigrants. Numbering in the thousands, these immigrants were making their way to the lands of California from Arkansas, just looking for new land and opportunity, but the militia 
and church leaders believed that these travelers were a part of the army headed in as they had been alerted to previously. As the immigrants reached Salt Lake City, they began to find themselves at odds with the Latter-day Saints. Because Brigham Young had ordered all of the Mormons to store their grains and ammunition, these immigrants found it difficult to impossible to buy much-needed supplies in order to continue on their journey. As such, conflict began to arise between the two groups. The year was 1857, and on this day, September 7th, the Mountain Meadows Massacre began. Local Native Americans were enlisted to assist in the plan to get rid of these immigrants. The plan was to have a small conflict where they would steal some cattle and kill some men, but the Native American people were initially reluctant. It was only after being told that the immigrants were a part of the military did they agree. On September 6th, this plan was presented to the Mormon Council and was met with shock, but still allowed to happen. The next day, a letter was sent to Brigham Young and the attack began. The immigrants pulled their wagon into a tight circle and they began their defense of the five-day siege. The militia killed some of the immigrant riders who were outside of the circles, but one made it back into the circle and told the news that it was not Native Americans that were attacking, but white men dressed up in costumes. Fearing that military action would ensue if the immigrants would reach California and share news that the Mormons were in fact behind the attack, Isaac Haidt left a council meeting believing that he did indeed have the full support of the militia. Then on September 11th, Militia Major John Lee went to the wagons under a white flag. He claimed that he would assist the immigrants leave the area safely and with protection from the Native Americans that Lee claimed had been attacking. With little other option, the terms were agreed to and the women and young children were marched a mile away until a signal was given and they were attacked. We don't know what was done to them but we do know that they were killed. The men and the older boys were also attacked and murdered, and while we know some of the victims, many are still unknown to this day. In total, 120 men, women, and children were killed, with only 17 left alive. But they were so small that the hope was they would be too young to recall what happened at Mountain Meadows. Two days later, a letter arrived from Brigham Young telling Haidt not to meddle. The militia tried to cover up their actions and placed blame on the Native Americans, but many were eventually brought to trial. Two Latter-day Saints were excommunicated and nine were indicted by a grand jury, although only one was convicted. John D. Lee was executed for his role in the massacre, but maintained that he had been acting under the direction of Brigham Young. Many others spent years running from the law. In my reading of this, Brigham Young kind of comes off like Donald Trump of the time, inciting riots and encouraging disobedience, and then denying it. Allegedly. The Mountain Meadows Massacre continues to be a source of conspiracy and controversy to this day.
with monuments being raised and church leaders working towards reconciliation. That's going to do it for us today. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, give us a rate and a review. That helps me out and helps steer this in a direction that is hopefully good for all. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can find the Year Was audio version on your podcast app of choice. You can find me on social media and at YouTube at the Apple Cider Club. And as always, I want to thank the Tim Kreitz Band for our musical theme. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.